This episode is brought to you by Verity. Verity just launched their brand new student information system called Verity Student. Verity Student is everything you wish you had in your student information system and then some. Verity Student combines top-notch, unparalleled compliance and efficiency-boosting processes with the best communication features built into one single platform. Verity Student streamlines academic tracking, document management with an electronic signature, and a built-in powerful contact center with multi-channel communication. The unfortunate complications that human errors prevent are virtually eliminated with their improved process workflow automation that paves the way for data and reporting that you can actually count on. It's the most efficient recruiting, enrollment, and retention process that you have ever seen. Get more than you have with less strain on your budget with Verity Student. Experience the cost efficiencies that their all-inclusive tool provides compared to other, more expensive tools with less functionality. The unified pricing includes a multi-channel communication hub at a fraction of the amount that you'd pay for multiple systems. Say goodbye to inefficiency. Say goodbye to disjointed communications. Say goodbye to Excel when you say hello to Verity Student. At Verity, they only know one direction and one speed. Always forward and always fast. Harness the power of one with Verity Student. Request a behind-the-scenes look at their new student information system, Verity Student, at meetverity.com. Again, that's meetverity.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show. All right, exciting news. This is the first part in a new segment that we're launching in partnership with our sister brand and an Enrollify strategic partner, DD Agency. DD Agency is an enrollment marketing services agency that works with colleges and universities to attract, convert, and engage new prospective students. And they just put out a fantastic 2021 enrollment marketing benchmarks report. So what this report is, is it's really a deep dive into uh, the state of the union around enrollment marketing and specifically enrollment marketing at the graduate level. So what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks here is having special segments, a special series that's dedicated to outlining uh, the actual report by section and talking to you a little bit about, a little bit about some of like the most interesting findings from this research and analysis. So today we're going to be talking about event marketing benchmarks. Actually, that's going to be our, our first segment here. And I wanted to just share a little bit about this report before we dive into event marketing benchmarks and then tell you a little bit more about the other uh, categories that we're, that we're going to talk about. So the research that was conducted for this report spanned a period of 12 months, and it looked at hundreds of different marketing campaigns that involved literally thousands of content pieces and prospect actions. And the vast majority of marketing tactics and channels were targeted to prospective grad students, roughly the ages 18 through 50, right? So core demographic for, for most folks that are recruiting at the graduate level. And again, these, these um, prospective graduate students expanded uh, across a you know very wide variety of demographics, psychographics, industries, professions, and education levels. And the following stats allow you to understand a little bit more about the breadth and depth of the data that we sourced, that the agency sourced, that is really sort of like the, the, uh, the backbone of this report. So where does this data come from? 
So it comes from 16 different higher education institutions, 360 different gated landing pages, 65 different ungated landing pages, also known as pillar pages, 1,200 active blog posts, 120 different premium content conversion offers, 1.15 million emails, 280 plus event email invitations, and $150,000 spent in digital advertising spend, okay? So the actual marketing metrics that DD Agency analyzed was over 1.5 million different page views across all of these assets, just shy of 40,000 form submissions, 30,000 plus new contacts that were generated from these marketing campaigns, 21,000 ebook downloads, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Okay, so why is this, you know, significant? Well, you know, we just got through one of the craziest years in the life of all enrollment marketers, um, right? It's not every day that you live through a global pandemic, and 2020, right, is a what is uh, will be will be a year that we'll remember forever for lots of reasons. But it really did act as this disruptor and almost like a re kind of a reset for folks as they evaluate their marketing benchmarks and marketing performance. So. What we wanted to do, what DD Agency was really interested in doing was trying to understand what are the new benchmarks, right? What are the new enrollment marketing benchmarks that folks at all levels, but particularly the graduate level, need to be paying attention to as we go into 2021, which we're already halfway through, and beyond. So that was sort of the impetus for the report. And what we're going to do is over the next few weeks, as I mentioned before, we're going to outline the findings in the following categories. So the event marketing benchmarks, which we're going to talk about today, content marketing benchmarks, email marketing benchmarks, and digital advertising benchmarks. So those are the four categories of benchmarks that we're going to walk through over uh, these, these next few episodes. And really, our goal is to be you know, short, sweet, give you sort of like the the brass tacks. Here's what this data uncovered. Here's what you can learn and or do in light of this this uh, this um, data that's come in. And our hope is that ultimately this inspires you to augment, at least audit, if not augment, your current communications plan, right? So we're about to hit July. July is just around the corner, a couple weeks away, right? And by the time this episode airs, it, it might even be July, right? Uh, and it, July is a big reset for all of us that work in enrollment marketing. And so before you just dive into kind of, you know, your your new uh, your new fiscal year with, um, you know, the same sort of strategies and tactics that you used last year or in 2019, use this as an opportunity, use these learnings as an opportunity to reconsider and rethink and just confirm that the way that you want to spend your resources, the way that you want to spend your team's time really does align with what we know to be true about these new benchmarks, right? So that's our hope for for these next uh, few episodes. And we're going to dive in today to, as I mentioned, event marketing benchmarks. So events are critical for recruitment at all levels, but especially the grad uh, the grad space, right? When anyone that's working, that works in graduate enrollment management has known this for a while, events are really, really, really critical to getting folks to actually start applications, let alone enroll at your institution. So the way schools used to rely on physical and in-person recruitment events has dramatically changed over the past few years, 
but especially changed in 2020, right? So grad school fairs are no longer the mass recruitment lead source that they once were. And schools have had to move to hosting a lot of their own information sessions in open houses. So this was true before COVID, but COVID just exacerbated this, right? And obviously these events turned, 99% of these events uh, became uh, virtual, right? Whereas about 50% of them historically were in person as well. So hybrid events have been around for a while. COVID exacerbated this with tons and tons of digital events. And what we're going to see here, right, as we as we work through this data is that virtual events are here to stay. They're not going away anytime soon, but there are some interesting learnings you can, uh, you can understand for how to optimize these events from a communication standpoint, from a event type delivery standpoint, and from a post event communication standpoint. So what this report uncovered is that before the pandemic, virtual events typically achieved a anywhere between a 25 to 40% attendance rate out of the people that actually registered for the event, right? So 25 to 40% of folks that RSVP'd and said that they were coming to the event actually showed up. But what we're seeing in, in light of COVID, like this new standard for virtual events, is actually that that threshold has crossed the 50% show rate uh, threshold, which is which is quite remarkable for these for these sorts of events. And we'll talk a little bit more about you know why that might be the case in a second. So what we track, what DD Agency tracked as part of this report is event emails, event digital advertising, and event landing pages, right? So those are kind of the three core categories that we're going to walk through today. So let's talk about event invitation email benchmarks, okay? So this particular data comes from 280 different event-related invitation emails where the primary purpose of the email was promoting a recruitment event, right, of some, of some sort. And, um, you know, whether this was host, all, all these events were hosted by the institution. So these weren't like general grad fairs. Um, these were program specific and or general admission specific open houses. Maybe it was uh, some of these events were, School of Business would, you know, put on an event for all business programs. Same thing with School of Nursing, et cetera. And then others were just, you know, MSN-specific recruitment events or something like that, right? So, uh, again, when you when we talk about event marketing here, we're talking about several different types of events. But here's what we learned, okay? So, in general, when it comes to that first email uh, invitation, your our, the the average open rate is just shy of forty percent. So about thirty nine point seven percent is the average open rate for any first event invitation email. The average click rate on those emails four percent, and the average click to open rate. So of the people that actually open the email, how many clicked through them? Uh, clicked through to the email, eight point three percent. So generally speaking, if you are getting a forty percent open rate and a 4% average click rate, right? You have, uh, you're right, you're right on, uh, in line with sort of industry standards, industry benchmarks. Okay. Now, as we progress to, you know, emails two and emails three, most colleges and universities are sending anywhere between three and five emails for any, uh, recruitment event. As we get into emails number two and emails number three, those average open rates and click-through rates drop uh, pretty significantly. So average open rates drop between 34% for the second email to all the way down to 32% for that third email. And click rates drop from that 4% that you get in that first email to 2% in the second email, 2.4% rather, and 1.3% in that third email. But here's what's really interesting, okay? Email number four, when email number four is sent out, so that last minute reminder, right? Average click rates jump to 5%, 5.1% for average click-through rates and 10.7% for average 
click to open rate. So, right, you're you're doubling your average click to open rate there, and you're increasing the average click rate by a whole percentage point, right? That's remarkable for event communications emails, right? So, what does this tell us? It tells us that, you know, most people are waiting to the last minute to make their uh, decision about whether or not they're going to come to your event. And it also says that sending that fourth email, that last minute reminder email is incredibly important to achieving your event uh, numbers goals. Um, impact of primary CTA quantity. So this was interesting, right? So when you think about the uh, the anatomy of an email, right? You typically have one core primary CTA offer, the big flashy button in in most cases, right? But there's also a a case to be made for secondary and tertiary content offers, right? Different CTAs in the email that are leading to some other offer besides the event. Well, the impact of primary CTA quantity, here's how this unfolds. So the average of all event emails is one primary CTA. And the folks that have one primary CTA typically see an open rate of about 36% and a click rate about of about 3.1%. And surprisingly enough, having more primary CTAs doesn't actually affect your open rate and click rate. So for primary call to actions, there is not a significant difference in important in impact, excuse me, on email opens or click-through engagement related to the quantity of primary CTAs used within an email. So that's a long way of just saying that as long as you have one primary clear conversion offer for an event, that is sufficient from an open rate and click-through rate standpoint. However, here's where this gets interesting, right? There is a significantly different impact that secondary CTAs have on email communications, right? So secondary CTAs, again, being something like a download this ebook if you can't come to the event or hey you know view this uh, student testimonial video in if you're unable to RSVP to the event or whatever it might be right so event emails right with uh, with two plus secondary CTAs they end up generating a 7.4 percent click-through rate and a 10 percent. 10% open to click through rate if you've got three or more secondary CTAs. So for secondary calls to action, there is a significant increase in click through rate when you use three or more secondary CTAs. So this is a long way of just saying too that when it comes to your event communications, regardless of when the communication is, like what sequence of emails it is, it's really important to include multiple conversion offers, right? So multiple pathways for people to take an action on the email beyond just that primary RSVP to the event here. Then we took a look at, the agency took a look at how many invitation emails you should send, right? So of these 280 different emails uh, that were being analyzed in the context of this report, what, what did we see in terms of average open rates, submission rates, RSVPs, and attendance rates? So what DD Agency uncovered was that sending four invitation emails of varying style achieves the peak performance when it comes to total submissions, total RSVPs, and total event attendees. After four additional emails, we see diminishing returns. So the the threshold, right, if you're looking for like the, the takeaway when, when it comes to event marketing uh, specific to uh, uh, email sending, right, you want to target four emails, four emails per event. Those That'll generate the highest number of opens to those emails, the highest uh, number of click-through rate, the average click-through rate, the most RSVPs, and the greatest show rate. So 50% of, uh, on average, 50% of the folks that actually come to the event, right, 
end up RSVPing on that fourth email. And then you see those numbers, you know, um, those numbers kind of shift in sort of like a bell, like uh, a bell curve uh, from emails one, two, and three. So when it comes to event emails, here's just some, you know, metrics that matter, some takeaways, right, that we're especially uh, interested in looking in, looking at. First and foremost, you want to keep the main thing the main thing, but you also want to offer five plus different options. So 93% of event invitation emails provided at least two different ways to click through to register for the event. But the more uh, the more content offers, the more CTAs that you can have that aren't related to the core purpose of the email, the better chance you have of increasing that click-through rate, right? Increasing that engagement rate ultimately. Now, again, it is important to keep the main thing the main thing. So make sure that it's really clear what your hope is for folks to do, which is to, you know, RSVP for the event. But please, 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 please never send an email with just that offer. Secondary CTAs are critical, as we've already discussed. Event invitation emails that offer three or more secondary calls to action generate the highest click rate, nearly 60% higher than the average click rate. So again, you want to ensure that you've got three or more secondary content offers, secondary calls to action in each email. So the rule of three by three applies for email event invitations. So sending three or more invitations, right? Four is the thresh, is the sweet spot, but at least three with at least three different CTA styles. So that's uh, an HTML button style coupled with a hyperlink style coupled with maybe an image CTA. This will generate two times the RSVPs and three times the attendees than anything less than that amount of emails or CTAs. Okay, let me just recap that again, right? Three emails, three invitation emails with at least three different CTA styles, different button styles, right? Different uh, link styles that if you do that, you will generate two times the RCPs and three times the attendees that anything less than that amount of emails or CTAs will get you. Variety works best. So for schools that sent out multiple invitation emails and different styles of emails, so some that are very HTML heavy, right, very graphic based, and some that are stripped down of a formal invitation from the director of admissions or the VP of enrollment, though that variety uh, works best. So that's email event marketing. Now let's talk about event digital advertising benchmarks. So just in the lane of digital advertising for events, what is the average school spending? Well, this is an analysis of, again, 130 different event-specific social ad campaigns across Facebook, LinkedIn, and Google, right? And the average spend per ad campaign comes to about $210. So $209.53 is what folks are spending per event ad. The average impressions that folks are generating is just over 40,000. Clicks, we'll skip that, you know, but just shy of 300. What I think is most interesting here is that the average cost per click, right, for paid social media event ads are, you're looking at 0.73, so 73 cents per click for event promos on on social. And the average number of new contacts generated per ad is 1.6%. Uh, or sorry, 1.6 number of contacts. So, you know, round up to about two contacts per event. And the cost per acquisition of an event-specific ad for a new contact, right, that is RSVPing to that event from the social ad for the first time, about $138. So on average, 
folks are seeing a, a CPA when it comes to event-specific advertising that is quite high for a Facebook ad, right? Uh, and again, again, sorry, this uh, this is not just a Facebook ad. This is the average of Facebook, LinkedIn, and Google. So keep that in mind. But about $138 per new contact across event-specific promos. So just a quick caveat here. These are not like content promos that then follow up with like an invitation to come to the event. These are like when you are going out directly with the event landing page, right? Or you're running a Facebook lead ad, for example, with uh, the event registration, the ability to register for the event on Facebook itself through the lead ad. So what are some takeaways here? If you have less than $1,000 to spend on ad promotions for any recruitment event, you want to stick with paid social ads on Facebook and LinkedIn, right? So it's just not going to be worth spending uh, money on search or display campaigns. If you've got more than $1,000 to spend on promotions for any you know, general recruitment event, diversify your ads across paid social and paid search networks. Nothing you know new here or, or um, too, too surprising, but for those of you who are wondering how your cost per acquisition stacks up against other institutions' cost per acquisition, specifically when it comes to recruitment events, now you know. All right, let's talk finally about event landing page benchmarks, okay? So this is the actual landing page where folks go to RSVP to the event. So on average, right, folks are generating about 43. Again, this varies dramatically depending on the event, right? But an average of 43 submissions per event landing page. The average view to submission rate is about 7.9%. And what's really interesting is that this is in the aggregate, right? If you drill down and you just look at single event landing pages, so when there's an event landing page dedicated just for that event as opposed to a landing page with multiple events uh, on the page, you see that average view to submission rate jump from 7.9% to 12.1%. And you see the average RSVPs jump from 39 in the aggregate, 39.2, to 76.3, right? Almost double the amount of RSVPs um, to, the, to the event when you use a single event landing page, as opposed to when you're looking at multiple event landing pages. The average show rate when folks are um, uh, actually for folks who have actually uh, RSVP'd and signed up on a single event landing page is about 48.6%. And if you look at that in the context of multi-event landing pages, that, that actually jumps to 52.8%. So while it's really, the, the takeaway here is that event-specific landing pages convert best with a 12% submission rate. Um, they're going to perform best than any other multi-event landing pages um, or any sort of other any sort of other landing page where you have tons of different content offers, and it'll actually uh, result in 88% more attendees per event compared to the benchmark averages. However, it's really important per you know what we saw in terms of show rate that you still have some sort of master event landing page where you do give folks the option to sign up for multiple events. So this is this is really less about being uh, either or and more about being like a, a both and strategy. You need that master event landing page, but then you also want to make sure that you can send traffic to like throughout the year, general traffic, right? And again, you'll, you'll actually get a better show rate of the people per this, per this data that actually convert on that page, but you still want to have single event specific landing pages, uh, you know, so folks can go in and sign up specifically for that event uh, landing page. And that way, when you're sending out your event specific emails, you're driving to an event specific landing page. 
Also, a couple of final takeaways here. Secondary offers on event pages account for 9 to 13% more conversion. So you want to ensure that the offer isn't just to come up to sign up for the event, right? You want to make sure that there's an offer for folks to book time with an admissions counselor, book time with a program coordinator, start their application, whatever it might be. You want multiple offers on that event page to capitalize on the traffic you might be generating, but that might have a conflict or might not be, you know, able to attend a virtual recruitment event and or an in-person recruitment event at that time. So that's events for you guys. Those are the benchmarks. Uh, virtual events are here to say is sort of the final takeaway. 98% of all recruitment events in 2020 were virtual, and the average show rate of 50% is an all-time high for web-based events targeted to prospective students. So 40% was sort of the original benchmark. Now we're seeing 50% show rate when it comes to virtual events, which is absolutely remarkable. So final take takeaway here is that if you have less than six events per recruitment season to promote, make sure that there are separate event landing pages for each event. Include other related content offers and calls to action on those pages. Make sure to add website CTAs that link directly to each event's landing page. If you have more than six events per recruitment season, to promote, consider using a multi-event landing page. Ideally, you'd still have event-specific landing pages as well and ensure that you've got multiple content offers, multiple pathways, and that you're regularly updating your communication flows to go to these pages. All right, folks. Well, let us know what you thought about this uh, particular segment. Again, this are, these are the new event marketing benchmarks, and this is brought to you by our partners and friends at DD Agency. All right, everybody. Uh, have a great day and we will see you next week. If you are an enrollment marketer working in marketing and communications or enrollment management and would be willing to be interviewed on the podcast, or if you have an idea for a topic that you'd like to hear covered on the podcast, please reach out directly to me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at Enrollify.org. We sincerely look forward to working with you to make Enrollify the most trusted, go-to, digital resource for enrollment marketers out there.